Welcome to St. Andrew's Spotlight, a program about faith in action. My name is Deacon Adam James. And I'm Jen Sackoff, a postulant for ordination to the diaconate. Today, our guest is Kathy Mosley, St. Andrew's Pet Ministry Coordinator. Pet Ministry works with pet outreach organizations, helping local families with pet food, pet supplies for outdoor safety, and pet health care needs. St. Andrew's partners with Lucky 13 Pet Rescue, Rose Brooks Pet Shelter, Pet Resource Center, Uplift, and Prosperity to provide essentials to pets and the people who love them. Each September, we attend Brookside's Beloved Strut with Your Mutt and offer pet blessings along the route, which actually just happened a week or so ago. It sure did. So uh, this week um, is the release week of this episode, although we're recording it a week ahead of time. And St. Andrews just celebrated the annual pet blessing this morning at HJ's Youth and Community Center, where people bring their, their pets and they come to worship at the 1015 service on site, and then their pets receive a blessing. And typically we see dogs and cats, but occasionally bunnies, birds, hamsters, iguanas, and the occasional snake will <laughs> sliver through. So I'd like to say to you, welcome, Kathy. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Glad to be here. And before we begin our conversation, it's always good and right to pray. So let us pray. Holy One, we thank you for the blessings pets bring to our lives, and thank you for the opportunity to discuss the pet ministries at St. Andrews. Be with us in this conversation and help us discern ways we can benefit all aspects of your creation, from humanity to the environment and to animals. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jen. That was a beautiful prayer. So, Kathy, welcome. Thank you. We all here at St. Andrews know your passion is pets and how they affect people. And luckily, there's a pet newsletter that goes out every every month here at St. Andrews and provides information. And this month's episode, or I'm sorry, this month's you can tell I work in podcast business here. <laughs> yeah. This month's edition of Pet, Pet News uh, has a front page article about uh, Harvey, the emotional support dog for Gordon Parks Elementary. Right. Um, I would just like to hear from you. How, how, how have you seen emotional support animals help children and others with their journey in schools and care facilities and places like that? Well, I mean, any animal, it seems like, is knows the heart of a person and they really do try to go after the heart of the person and that's what makes this so much fun trying to be around them and so kids that are maybe frightened or scared or something will go up to a pet and hug it a person who's dying will go will sense that a pet is there and will put its arm out and the pet will put its paw like if it's a dog put a paw on uh, that person's hand, and it's just that it gives emotional support. And um, I mean, people that are quiet will start talking or will start crying. I mean, I've had several that will start crying because, especially if you have them talk about their pet, they'll just start crying or they will see my pet and just, oh, and it brings back memories. It's such yeah. a deep bond that people have with their pets. I mean, oh, for sure. What do you attribute that to? What, what do you think that's about? It, I, it's a heart thing. It's yeah. a it's it's a heart thing, and uh, 
this may not be the time, but this is a, a, a book that someone gave me, the Grief Recovery Handbook and Pellis, and I was looking through it today, and it was talking about the people have an emotional a heart bond to their pets, and that's why it's so hard for them to get over a loss of a pet, or uh, because they're just, it's their companion. And like my dog, my dog is my companion. Of course, it was my cat a while back and a rabbit prior to that, so it doesn't just have to be a dog. It can be anything. That's so, you know, that's so true. I mean, I've, I grew up with all kinds of pets in my mm-hmm. life. I mean, we started with the, ger- the gerbils and the little budgies, yeah. and then before you know, there's cockatiels and rabbits and lobby uh-huh. rabbits and dogs in there too and um I, my wife and i were, were pet lovers and i think people who listen to this podcast probably have a pet or they're they, they have a good memory of a pet in their mm, life yeah oh for sure yeah i know i would be lost without mine i mean they're my four fur babies you know? oh oh yeah. for sure for sure yeah. Yeah. the uh, the other day i was uh, walking past the door someone had just painted it and there's a gap in between there and they said we have to leave it open and i thought okay and all of a sudden i thought where's charlie and i start walking charlie charlie and i couldn't find him and uh I looked through the house again, and so I went outside and ran over to a workman. I said, can you find my dog? I think I've lost him. And sure enough, he was able to spot him, and Charlie, who has just had surgery and isn't supposed to run, came barreling down the street, and there he was. I was happy, and he was happy. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He was back home. Yes, and he was out having the time of his life. He was. He was, but he knows food is at home. So, (laughs) So, obviously, we see something so pure, and you said it's a heart thing earlier. Yeah, for sure. And boy, doesn't that sound like there's some level of God's presence in our pets? Oh, de- oh, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, our our pets can really sense when we're happy, when we're not happy, and especially, uh, yeah, like if we're not happy or if we're not feeling good, they will come right up to. Uh, some will, not all, mm-hmm. but some will come right up up to it. Um, there is a. A story of a of a dog, uh, I mean, of a cat who was uh, old, and its owner had to go to a nursing home and stuff. And so I was trying to find a home for this pet, and that's another thing that we do. And all of a sudden, I called a friend, and she said, "Now wait, I think I might have a connection." And she said, "Yeah, Fred would like Jenny, Jenny the cat." And uh, so they made a connection, and all, and this, and the two, and Fred is ninety nine years old, very healthy, yeah. and the cat is twelve years old, which I don't know how old is in that, but yeah. that, but the two of he said he was lonely. His wife had died. He needed something. He needed wanted something old because he's old, and they can so the two yeah. they two could relate. And so when we. So I was hearing back afterwards, and he was saying, you know, I want to give the cat distance because I know that I want to respect that in her. And I noticed that the cat is now coming near me, and I'm trying to respect that. You know, I'm trying not to rush things. So, I mean, I think that people sense what animals need, and animals sense what people need, and it's just beautiful to see it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I hear so many examples of how we can respect people's relationship Mm -hmm. with God and that Mm -hmm. walk of faith, giving people space to respect Mm -hmm. where their comfort zone is and allowing them in. And and he's setting such an example at 99 years old Mm -hmm. of how to be patient. Right. 
and and understanding the cat needs its space. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. It's, it's a wonderful story. The homeless are also a great. Uh, homeless and pets are really vital. I, I mean that combination. Yeah. And because a lot of the homeless feel like, you know, nobody wants them and nobody needs them, and so this animal really wants them and really needs them and is dependent on them and the, it teaches them res, the homeless person responsibility mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. But you also see so much love and God's love, I think, uh, when you see them together. Because, like, there might be, I mean, a guy, a, a homeless person, some will just, I mean, they will take the shirt off their back and put it on the animal. Oh, yes. Because, yeah. you know, that yes. type of thing. They just love it. You know, I, I think of, I mean, dogs we know are uh-huh. pack animals. Mm-hmm. I think most animals mm-hmm. run in flocks and packs. Yeah. And we know they don't care about what the house looks like. Yeah. They, don't, they don't really care what the, you know, just is there food and is there love? Right, yeah. And that's it. Right. Boy, what, what a gift for somebody who sure. doesn't have a home to yeah. at least have something that loves them and stays with them. Uh-huh. So cool. So how has God kind of touched you in your journey of faith in working with this pet ministry? Um, <laughs> probably I can relate to pets easier than people. And so. okay. <laughs> I think you're talking to two yeah. people. We're that yeah. way too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I really, I, I really intentionally look at like experiences that I have in my life and, and how I see God or, and all like that. And like, as an example, I had two older dogs, and I would take them on walks and everything else. And this one dog, the the one who I thought was healthy, they both were old, went ahead of this, walked over this bridge, and then pretty and soon my other dog hobbled over this bridge, and I took a picture of him and all. Well, I didn't realize till later that that first dog, who was the healthy one, died first. Oh. And I thought, oh. I think God was kind of talking to me then yeah. to kind of because yeah. I, I there have been a lot of things where I see him preparing me for this and it's a favorite picture I have because it was like this dog I knew you know he he was the one that was going to be the healthy one but he went first because he knew he needed to prepare his other dog yeah. uh, for that so so how long have you been doing pet ministry I probably for about five years and it okay. started uh with, I well, it seems like the people that are involved in it, Cindy Coward and Marsha Downs and I, were the ones that kind of started it, and we were involved with Pets for Life. And yeah. that's where we would get our pet at, who had been therapy trained or yes. trained to, mm-hmm. to be that, and we would go to nursing homes. And again, you would not believe the reaction that people would have seeing it. And so we... We thought that that was a good connection. We just started talking, and then I knew another church had a pet ministry, and I thought, well, we need a pet ministry too. So we sure sure do. We sure do. And I love pets, so I was happy to do it, and so I started it that way. It just it makes sense because the Episcopal Uh Church has always embraced this this blessing of our pets. You know, we think of Saint Francis of Assisi, who Uh in in traditional Christianity is the patron saint. Right. Of the animals, yeah. and yeah. you know this warrior monk who walked alongside the pets, and the Episcopal Church, from my childhood understanding, 
was always a place about pets. And I say that because I remember seeing videos of St. John the Divine Cathedral in New York City, and they would bring, bring in, their animals in, yeah. and oh. the, they would bring the elephants in from the Bronx Zoo because they had oh. the floors that could handle the weight of giraffes, and they would actually have this blessing of all these different animals. Oh my gosh, that'd be uh, amazing! Exciting. Yeah, yeah, and and and. Kim and I are we're, are we're absolutely dog lovers. We uh-huh. we have little Italian greyhounds around us all the time because sure. they're just the cutest dogs ever, and they act like cats, which makes us happier. Right, right. But <laughs> when we saw that there was a pet blessing here years ago, when we first uh-huh. tried St. Andrews. We knew this was home because that mattered so much to us. Because were, were you yeah. here when the horse was here? There was a horse that was blessed. No, no, no. Oh, a wow. parishioner brought his horse, and I that love was that. A, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> so we've had all sizes of animals. And As we should. <laughs> As we yeah. should. That's wonderful. I know we've had some other events at HJ's uh, Youth and Community Center where research hospitals sponsored a, uh-huh. a riding area with a donkey and, yes. and a petting zoo. And it's the uh-huh. most popular thing, not just uh-huh. with the kids, but with the adults, too. Yeah. Right, right. Everybody, everybody wants to be around animals. There is oh, that I, therapeutic sure. you know, connection. And I think a, a lot of older people especially have a, a a bigger bond than I realized with yeah. the pets. Yeah. I think as I'm getting older, I have a, a real big bond with my pet. But I mean, when they lose their pet, it is like losing their child. And it's really, really hard to get over. But uh, yeah, but it's yeah. children and yeah. all all ages. I, I, I do have to say in, in my personal journey, um, losing our first little dog pepper that we got together when we uh-huh. first got married uh, is what drove me to go back to church. Really? And I needed God in my life again. Uh-huh. I felt an absence of God. I had been in my wilderness period like John uh-huh. the Baptist. And, and then recently over the summer, we lost our other little girl, Cinnamon. Uh-huh. And that was, you know, hard to say goodbye because they, they're, they're our children. Yeah. And right. they knew me uh-huh. and would comfort me in a way that can't right. be explained. Right. Our boys oh, are yeah. our boys are comforters too. Don't get me wrong; they love us too. But there's something about my, my little, two little female dogs that <laughs> I just attach and love. But I understand what you're saying. The older you get, the harder it is to say right. goodbye. Yeah. Well, when you think about everything that that pet has been through with you, yeah. I mean, right. when when my male mini Schnauzer passed away a few years ago, Harley, you know, that was that just struck me. I mean, I don't know uh-huh. that I've ever sobbed that uh-huh. hard before. Uh-huh. And it, it was that he'd been with me for 12, 13 years. Right. And he'd been with me through grad school. He had been with me through all of these moves. And he it, just walking alongside uh-huh. um, that constant companionship and to see that oh, yeah. past from this this earth, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. is is really just such a blow sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But to know, at least I believe, that we'll see them again. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. I think that's true. When my kids are little, <laughs> this shows the Episcopalian part of me. <laughs> uh, we had one of those beta fish. You know, oh, you yeah. have one fish and, okay, that fish died. Yeah. And so we decided we needed to give it an Episcopal funeral. And so we went out in the backyard oh, and this. got our prayer book and oh. we did that and we buried it. Well, then when Sam, the bird, died, yeah. we thought we need to give him a burial too. So we put <laughs> oh. him in a little tin box and put him in the backyard. And many years later, I was digging around in the 
yard and there was a hole in the box. I found the box and yeah. there was a hole in it. And so I ran in. I said, hey, guys, I think our bird went to heaven for sure. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So, anyway, I love the, idea, yeah, the, the, the little funeral service. Yeah. Part, you know, saying goodbye the right way right. is a very important yeah. thing. Yeah. We talk about it for people, but do we talk yeah. about it for yeah. pets? And <laughs> there's something so holy and precious about them. Yeah. They, they remind us of God's love for us. And I That's think true. if I could be on a soapbox as a deacon right now for a minute, we can't forget that God loves us the way our pets love us. Amen. Because right. they do not, for, That's true. even when we're mad at them, they uh-huh. still love us more and uh-huh. want to sacrifice more for us uh-huh. to make us feel better again than, oh, yeah. than they want to help themselves almost. Right. It's that unconditional love. It's unconditional. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what they God greet has you for with us. a smile every day. They, yes, yes, I think they yes. yes, yes. Well, and I just I think about Strut for Your Mutt and, and and the pictures that came back from Strut for Your Mutt for those of us that couldn't be there last weekend, and the joy of people having their pets blessed. That is so much fun to go there, and you hear oh, yeah. stories. People will tell stories of their dog, and we blessed over a mother eater blessed over a hundred pets. Oh, oh wow! That. And and some couldn't bring their pets, and and we yes. understand they can't because maybe their pet is old or something like that. Yeah, and they said, yeah. "Well, could we have some pet blessing charms to give to those?" But it's really fun to hear the stories and to see. And there was like one dog who was blessed, and he had cancer, and you saw mm. these scars on him, and all. And so the but the owner was really, really wanting prayer and blessing for that dog. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 I mean, that's really a fun event to go to. Yeah. Not just to see all the dogs, but to hear the stories. That's what's fun. Because those stories are moments of joy. Right. That people are expressing with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned the stories. And, I, and, and back to, to pet news, there's mm-hmm. one particular article that really touched me. And I say that because I know that Fabric of Life is another ministry here at St. Andrews oh, yeah. that makes quilts for moments where people are in really, really difficult times. And they get a, rec- a special blessing from one of our priests, and they're prayed over and uh-huh. given over in, uh, for the journey ahead. And I was so touched by the story because... They've made pet beds for they, pets in need. They did, and uh, that's really been a, just a real surprising sort of addition to what they do. Yeah. And the last uh, group of, of pet bed, beds were not only mats, but they were like shaped like dog bones. Oh, I love and, oh, Yeah, cute. really, really cute. And so I would call, I called Rose Brooks, and I said, because that's a real... Uh, uh, there aren't many shelters, uh, domestic abuse shelters, that will accept animals, and they are yeah. one. And so they like to be able to give the pets uh, a bed to sleep on, not just there, but when they leave and go somewhere else. And to know that these have been pet beds that were made by someone with love. We've also given them to um, Uplift Ministry, which is a homeless mobile ministry. Yes. Yes. And they say that that... Uh, that a lot of people have their dogs that live under bridges or whatever, and yeah. they will give up their bed so the dog will have a place to sleep. Yeah. So they use those dog beds that we give. But uh, pet menis- uh, but uh, Fabric of Life has been wonderful in well, doing that. That's incredible. There's, there's some real pet lovers in Fabric of Life, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes, and when, and when they come in on Wednesdays here at the church, yeah. we, do get to see, we do get to see a few pets come through the church office, which uh, yes. is always a blessing. <laughs> that's so. awesome. And 
you've helped through the pet ministry another organization evolve really from the grooming project into to prosperity. prosperity. Yes, prosperity is just wonderful. And that's kind of the other end. It's not dealing directly with pets, but it's dealing with the groomers who have come from a tough situation and they have been able through prosperity to be able to go through the grooming school and have a sustainable, uh, make a sustainable living. And so pet ministry wants to support them. And so we will go and uh, like at Thanksgiving, we'll help uh, donate turkeys or something for them. And we're now uh, really trying to sponsor when they graduate, when the, because yeah. it's yeah, a big celebration incredible. and we're hoping more in the church will realize it and we'll be able to attend to it. Yeah, but it that's really real is, big. Yeah, yeah, it really is important. And I say that because um, we, we do what we can to help the graduation ceremony, which happens here at St. Andrews uh-huh. every year. Uh-huh. And it just happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it's such a gift to be in the room. And I'm back uh-huh. at the soundboard making sure people yeah. can hear. But the joy in the room for the people who have overcome real hardships in life, uh-huh. <clears throat> excuse me, and learned a skilled trade, okay, learned yes. how to manage a business, learned how to overcome the difficulty that, that they've been challenge, challenged with for so uh-huh. long. And prosperity is giving them this gift and skill. And it's not just pet grooming. There's all sorts of things they learn when they're involved in prosperity, right. from you know checkbook balancing down to yeah. down to you know paying paying for rent and utilities. Oh, and and what really touched me, I was sitting right next to two cute little kids, and, and the a parent had regained custody of the children, uh, and yeah. I just thought this was so neat. And had it not been for prosperity. You know, I don't know what would have happened, but uh, it it was just, it's a real blessing. And they've evolved. I mean, they do the grooming, but it looked like in the newsletter that they also have evolved into doing doggy daycare. They are. That's a brand new service that they have. They have a new facility. Yes, they and do. I wish more people would go down there because yeah. we do want to put on a tour of the place because we are trying to get that lined oh, that'd up. Be wonderful. And that's something yeah. the pet ministry would try to line up. Yeah. But uh, to go through and see and on the doggy daycare, you don't just bring your dog. The dog goes through an interview. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Yes, no. to make sure that the dog is compatible with the other dogs that are there. Mm-hmm. That's so and, important. Yeah, really yeah. important. And they try to, they don't want to put one dog in with 10 other dogs, so they just do it gradually. It's it's like going about it the right way. and uh, But it's a, a good service that they're starting. Yeah, yeah and it's a great equalizer. Everyone loves pets. Everyone loves their yeah. dogs and cats. Right. And and it brings people together. I, I see it in the dog parks. I see it when, you yes. know, you're going uh-huh. out yeah. for a walk in your local park and people have their dogs. People want to meet your dog. Yes. You right. want to meet their dog. And right. there's a real joy in that because oh, yeah. it, it, it's a conversation starter and an icebreaker. Yeah. And it's so cool to see people care and we've been at dog parks before where we have people come out of their apartments because they see we have Italian greyhounds and they once had an Italian greyhound, greyhound. and they yeah. want to come they want to come meet ours to see if it has the same personality theirs did and they uh-huh. really do and yeah you do seek out yes. specific dogs i yeah. noticed that you really do and and parks. it's just so cool to see people uh-huh. find that that willingness to mm-hmm. be curious and loving when they see pets right yeah. Right. Yeah. People's whole demeanor changes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible to to watch that and the the power that 
pets animals can have with people. Sure. Just oh yeah. Yeah, you know, and I have to say, I work a lot with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder in veterans and first responders. It runs rampant in the world of of people who've publicly mm-hmm. served. And one of the most effective tools for people who suffer with chronic PTSD is an emotional support animal. Because the emotional support animal can recognize when their body language is starting to change mm-hmm. and when they need to be reminded to stop and pause, breathe, take care of themselves, and they have mm-hmm. that dog right there with them. And it's and the training that these dogs have. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just amazing to see this in real life. I was at Costco yesterday and I ran into a man who was in a pushing or was riding in a cart and a dog was in front and he said that was his emotional support dog that he had PTSD and so he started talking about the training the dog had gone through and this was just it wasn't like a stiff rigid dog this was just like a loving dog that wanted to love him and wanted to love any visitor that would come by but uh but he was talking about how that dog really does sense when there's an issue going on and and uh it's just amazing to me. When I worked at UMKC, something that they did and probably still do is they bring in emotional support animals during finals week. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's good. And so they, you know, go either to the kind of court area, courtyard area outside the library or in the union so that people who are so stressed because it's finals uh-huh. can at least get some stress relief. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's huge. And then... I was also, when, when I was in fifth grade, one of my classmates was in a wheelchair, uh-huh. and he had a working dog. Oh, did he? Yeah, named Tobias, and this was also in the age of the dare, you know. Sure, yeah. sure. So they brought in a canine drug dog for an assembly, uh-huh. and this, our well-behaved puppy classmate just went absolutely nuts when the drug dog came in and tried to go after the drug dog. And so oh our, our principal ended up having to take the dog the dog out. Oh, and we were amazed because it's like, Tobias, what are you doing? Because that's the dog's name. It's like, Tobias, you're always so... But Tobias would, would help Kevin, you know, if he had dropped his pencil or something like that. And Tobias was just an, another classmate. That is so, yeah. that is so cool. Well, I sort of feel like St. Andrews has an emotional support pet, and her name is Daisy. Yeah. And oh, nice. uh, Daisy is uh, Marsha Down's dog, uh-huh. and she was through uh, Pets for Life originally, mm-hmm. but she her dog is also a reed dog, which are dogs that will go to libraries or to schools yeah. and will yeah. sit with kids while they read to them. But Daisy goes uh, once a month with a group of us to uh, Mission Chateau in the memory care, yeah. and we'll go around and provide support for that animal that is there. And then also uh, Daisy goes to VBS, Vacation Bible School. I do know that. I've uh, yes, seen Daisy and we'll there, participate, yes. but we'll roll over on her back and have the <laughs> all ready, and kids just lay on her and rubber and everything else, and they just love that. Yeah. And uh, but Daisy gets around; she goes around yeah. to a lot of different places. She sounds like a social butterfly. Yeah, she, she is. Does. She yeah. is. But she's St. Andrew's emotional support dog. So, <laughs> and I love the fact that that. that you, you recognize that she provides that gift. But oh, yeah. I've got to ask you, in the memory care unit, how do you see people who are suffering with cognitive decline and that pet comes in? 
how do they respond to that? Oh, ad? they are just mm. thrilled, and yeah. they just—I mean, they there there will be not all of them, but there will be a group that'll flock around. But what was so funny is one time this lady brought me a book that was like big, three or four inch thick book of dogs. Oh my! Of, yeah, and she said, "Now I used to have this dog, so it brings yeah. back memories. Like yeah. she maybe can, yes. can't." recall a lot of things but it was like boy that was she's a specialist in this and so she was showing all the pictures of her dog and then I've had others that'll say well come in my apartment and look at my pet or this or that and and I used to take them around to other uh, nursing homes where you'd go in and maybe someone was bedridden they would have pets uh, pictures of their pets on mm. on the wall, and so it bring back stories. But yeah. at Mission Chateau, the people are just I, like I will see three or four people flocking around a dog, just petting him, yes, and just petting and just smile. I've never seen him smile it's, so much. It's soothing comfort, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Even in the struggle of uh-huh. of memory loss or just not right being confused. I mean, but there's comfort in that pet. There is, and it and yeah. it triggers something in them where they. Where they, people that really have a difficult time talking about something, all of a sudden that pet will trigger a memory and they can talk about it. It's almost like the Holy Spirit's using the pet as a conduit. I think so. To bring some some peace and and clarity a little bit. Right. I agree. I mean, it sure sounds like it. Yeah. God works through our animals to touch our hearts. So, you know. As we're coming towards the, the close of our conversation here today, um, I wanted to ask you if people wanted to get involved with pet ministry, what would be the, the best way to contact you? Would it be through email? Uh, through email. Okay. Uh, through email would be great. Okay. And um, we have... A, we have different events that come up, but also one thing we do is if you have, a, if you have extra pet things give them to me or yeah. drop them off at my house. That's fine. You're talking like extra dog food, um, beds. Well, they could be dog food, but like someone gave me, uh, her dog had, had died, and so she gave me leashes, uh, dresses, well, and scarves, yeah. and things like that, yeah. dog beds, uh, anything like that. We could use that. We can always use food. Yes. Uh, also, if people like, to do a job, we all I always need people to kind of help rebag dog food because I have oh, places yeah. they go like at, to St. Paul's Food Pantry or to Uplift or different places like that. Yeah. Uh, but if people would just contact me, and then you don't even need to contact me for this, but we have the strut with your mutt to come and just be part of it, to visit or to participate in it. And then in March, we'll have the... Um, St. Patty's Day Festival, and so we'll have people parade with oh, their I dogs. Love that. And so, love yeah, that. so we'll be yeah. promoting that. But. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you for that information. Mm-hmm. So you said email was the best way to contact That's you. That's right. So we'll certainly probably put the email in the in the we will have description. It. That's right. It'll be in the description. But it is also, I just want to say this, Pet Ministry 7, and that's the number 7, at gmail.com. That's right. Right. Yeah. That would be a good email to Yes, and we will have that in the description for people to just click on, and it'll take them right to their email link Mm -hmm. to send you a message. So, Kathy, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. We appreciate having you here. 
So um, this is the natural close of our conversation. Um, just remember that if you would like to share a short story about your pet, uh, you can attach a photo and send it to the pet ministry at that same email, petministry7 at gmail.com, and they will put it in pet news. People like to share the joy of their animals. Yes. And people like to see the joy of other people's and animals. And they have in life. stories about their animals. I would love to hear stories. And I've got stories for you. Oh, no, yeah. Good. No, I've got stories of plenty. <laughs> and, and as I was reading this, I'm like, oh, I just posted yesterday because it, people were celebrating their sons on Facebook uh-huh. and we don't have biological children. But my two boys, I definitely posted about. Dino and Jack, and, 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 and the amount of people yeah. that, that want to yeah. interact with you because you're sharing your pets, because right. that matters. So thank you for coming and being with us yes, today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Yeah.